Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wellbeing Radio. Conversations for Positive Change. Hello, lovelies, and welcome. You are listening to Eight Wise Ways with me, Kim Rutherford, psychotherapist and mental wellness coach, here on Wellbeing Radio. I'm the resident mental health specialist, and today we're going to be talking about the spiritual element of the Eight Wise approach for better mental health and well-being. For those of you who may be joining me today for the first time, Eight Wise is the unique holistic approach that I created to support my clients who were in mental health recovery, as well as for those clients who were wanting to improve their mental health to prevent longer term mental and physical health issues from happening. I originally created the Eight Wise program for myself as part of my own mental health recovery process. And now I share it with as many people as I can through my private practice, on my social media platforms, in my new book, which is called Eight Wise Ways to a Healthy, Happier Mind. And I also share it with all of you guys who are listening today here on Wellbeing Radio. In the previous two episodes, I introduced you to the foundation dimension of the Eight Wise approach. And this consists of emotional and physical wellness and well-being and the importance of managing stress and overwhelming emotions through being able to implement health-inducing self-care routines and mental well-being practices. So things such as journaling, moderate exercise, nutritious meals, mindfulness and a healthy daily routine. And just a quick thank you to those of you who contacted me for additional guidance and support. I hope you found the information that I sent to you useful and beneficial. And just so that you all know, as part of my book, there are worksheets and activities to help you to to live what I call the eight wise way for better mental health and well-being using the concept of my eight wise approach. I've now uploaded all of those activities and worksheets onto my website, which is eightwise.co.uk. So you can access them for free and you can use them alongside the book or you can use them alongside this show as well. So check them out when you get a chance. For this episode, we are moving on to dimension number two of my Eight Wise program. And dimension number two is the internal dimension. This dimension focuses on what I call the internal world, the one that lives inside of you, your mind, your spirit and your personality. It's the one that you use to navigate your life with and where your true self lies. It is also where you house all of your memories and experiences and the thoughts and feelings that generate your behaviours. This dimension is built from two core wellness elements, your spiritual wellness and your intellectual wellness. And today we're focusing on spiritual wellness. Spirituality and religion often get confused for each other. And although they often align to each other for many different people, they're in fact two very separate entities. David Bowie famously said, religion is for those who fear hell and spirituality is for those that have been there. 
Now, I'm not sure if I fully agree with this concept, but I do agree that spirituality plays an important role in recovery and mental health and well-being, because at its fundamental core is a focus on your human spirit and soul, which then provides a sense of meaning in our lives and creates our beliefs and our values, and these ultimately influence everything that we do every day. Within my Eight Wise program, spiritual wellness and well-being is achieved through having a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves in order to understand ourselves better. I believe that spiritual wellness can help us to understand the meaning in life and more specifically the meaning in our own life and help us to identify our purpose and accept who we are, warts and all, as both an individual and a part of our community. I believe that through developing this level of self-acceptance and understanding, we can also develop strong self-esteem, a feeling of peace and inner calm, which can also help develop empathy towards others. Ultimately, from my perspective, spiritual wellness and well-being is a critical part of who we are. After all, if we don't know who we are as individuals, we're never going to know who, why, what, where and when to do anything in our lives. And so it If we don't have a level of understanding about ourselves, how can we navigate life? How can we make effective decisions in our lives? How can we be confident in the choices that we make in our lives? How can we be our most authentic selves and how can we ever be happy? Because the truth is happiness has to start on the inside. It never starts on the outside and it all starts at our very core. And so therefore, all of our happiness starts with our spiritual wellness. But ultimately, what does any of this have to do with mental health? And the way I explain it to my clients and the way I understand it is is this. From birth, when we come into this world, we are given a set of values and beliefs. They're placed upon us by society and our families and the cultures we're born into. And generally, although cultures are different and families are different and societies are different all over the world, When you look at them, there genuinely seems to be a common theme amongst all of them, which can be laid out in approximately nine steps. Step one, after birth, you learn to walk and talk. So that's an aim, that's a goal that's set upon you. Then step two is when you've learned to walk and talk, you then need to be able to go to school and learn to socialise. When we've done that, we move on to step three, and we have to then be able to do well in school because we have to develop a good education or a good trade or a good skill set that's going to help us in the future. When we've done that, the aim is step four, which is to get a good job, to become financially independent and useful for our communities. Then we move on to step five, which is buy a house, create a home and buy things for the life we want to live. Then our aim is to meet someone and settle down before we then move on to step seven, which is to start a family of our own. After step seven, we move on to step eight, which is take care of our children so that they can follow all of the steps on this list I've already covered. Then step nine is that we're allowed to retire and enjoy the remainder of our life before we die. Nine steps that are a common theme amongst all cultures None that we necessarily choose for ourselves, they tend to be the steps, the values and the beliefs that are given to us through our society, through our culture and through our family as well. And because these steps are laid out in front of us, it means that we don't really need to have to think about anything. We don't really have to think about the bigger picture. 
we just follow the journey that's laid out in front of us. And the only decisions that we ever really have to make is how to navigate along that very specific path. But what happens when you start to question it? What happens when your own voice starts to take over from the one that you were given by your family and your society and your culture? When your own life experiences lead you away from the path society and family wants you to follow, how does it make you feel? When you do not feel fulfilled by this journey, how does it make you feel? Or if this path that you've been placed upon isn't a healthy path for you, how does that make you feel? And that's what this really all comes down to. It's understanding, is the journey that you're on the right journey for you? Because when we identify that it doesn't feel right, or when it doesn't align to who we feel that we are, what happens, we can start to internalise that. We can start to feel that there must be something wrong with us, that we don't fit in. Therefore, maybe we don't feel that we're good enough or that we're inferior to others and simply lost and alone in this world, achieving nothing because we can't achieve what we've been told we should be able to achieve. Those basic thoughts can start to lead to stress, overwhelming emotions, negative thought patterns and negative behaviours. And it's this process that then has a detrimental impact on our overall mental health. And it doesn't stop there. We're also impacted when we do believe in this journey, we do believe in those core values and beliefs. And for whatever reason, no matter how hard we have tried, we are knocked off that path. Examples of this are when we might not be able to have children or we can't maintain a strong relationship or for whatever reason, we can't secure the perfect job or occupation. We might not be academic enough to get those great grades. We might be struggling to have the financial independence that everybody tells us we should be having. And we might be working really, really hard for all of these things, but never really getting where we want to be, never really getting where we think we should be, never really getting where we hope we can be. This can then make you question your own set of values and beliefs, causing your emotional turmoil to start up. And again, this can lead to negative thought patterns and behaviours that can trigger your mental health. And many of my clients with mental health problems, they tend to have a common theme in the kind of things that they're wanting to experience or wanting to gain from any form of support. And that is they want to feel safe and secure. They want to like themselves and feel confident in who they are. They want to be able to find meaning in their life and have a sense of purpose. They want to be treated with dignity and respect and feel that they belong and are valued and trusted. They want to get time to express their feelings to their support systems, their friends, their family, their peers. They want to be understood and they want to be heard. They want to access meaningful activities for their creativity, whether that be in work or in hobbies. They want to have a chance to make a sense of their life, including coming to terms with things like illnesses, bereavement and loss. They want to have permission and a support system to develop their relationships with their authentic self. And sometimes they want to just be helped with learning to forgive themselves or forgive other people. All of these things link to spiritual wellness and well-being, which is why it plays such a crucial role in mental health practice and more specifically the eight wise approach to mental health and well-being, whether that be recovery or prevention. Because spiritual wellness and well-being creates a balance between physical, psychological and social aspects of human life. It provides us with the systems of faith, beliefs, values, 
ethics, principles and morals. Our spiritual wellness is an important element to our mental health. It goes along with the first two wellness elements covered in the previous episodes, emotional and physical. And the three of them come together, creating the ultimate trilogy of overall wellness and well-being, commonly known as mind, body and soul. Therefore, it's really important to keep building your mental health and keep that toolbox growing so that you have all of the strategies needing for developing your spiritual wellness. And after this little music break, I'm going to share a few tools and techniques with you to help you to live the eight wise way for better mental health. So don't go anywhere just yet. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to the Eight Wise Ways show, where we talk about the Eight Wise approach for better mental health and well being. I'm Kim Rutherford, your resident mental health specialist, and you are listening to Wellbeing Radio, audio for mind, body and soul. We were talking before the break about the link between mental health and spiritual wellness and well-being, how developing an understanding and personal connection to your own values, beliefs, morals and ethics builds your self-esteem, creates your identity, introduces you to your authentic self and provides you with the compass to not only manifest a life that is fulfilling, but also navigate through your life, the chaos, the challenges, the traumas, and the transitions that our life can bring to all of us. The truth is, the only guide that you will ever need in your life is a strong connection to your own values and beliefs. If you have important decisions or life changes to make, listening to the voice within and aligning yourself with your own spiritual powers will guide you in making the right decision for yourself. If you're experiencing difficult periods of change, which can bring with it increased levels of stress, as well as as all the other issues such as anxiety, then a well-developed spiritual wellness can ground you during those periods of change and can give you the resilience to survive it with grace and inner peace. Spiritually well people use their own set of values, principles, morals and beliefs to guide their actions and decisions with confidence because they have trust and an inner faith in themselves. Ultimately, spiritual wellness and well-being is all about making sure that your actions and the way you're living your life reflects your values and beliefs. So to live the eight wise way, you need to make sure that this is happening. And if you're not sure, then ask yourself these four questions. Do you know why you do the things you do? What is the purpose of your choices? Do your values, morals and beliefs guide you in your life? And if they don't, then whose life are you really living? To start developing your spiritual wellness and well-being, focus on these. Number one, start with understanding your values and beliefs. This means learn to understand yourself and what core values and beliefs drive you. Beliefs are basically the assumptions that you make about the world and your values stem from those beliefs. Your values are things that you deem to be important and can include things like equality, honesty, education, effort, loyalty and many, many others. So have a think about your own set of values And if you need some help with this, I've created an activity that you can access on my website, 8wise.co.uk, to help you to do this if you're not really sure what they are. And don't be too upset or worried if you don't know what they are. To be perfectly honest, until most of us sit down and put some time and effort into it, most of us don't really know what they are. We keep moving forward blindly under the values of somebody else. But try that activity out. It's a great starting point. When you're clear on your values and beliefs, then think about how how do they reflect in your behaviours and the choices you make in your life. It is also important to understand where they come from. 
Is it society? Is it your family? Is it your peers or your culture? Or is it from your own life experiences and your own intellectual interpretations of the life, the society, the culture and the world that you live in? The most important thing about your values and beliefs is to manifest them into the life you create for yourself and manifest them into the relationships you have, the jobs you choose to have, the hobbies you enjoy and how you engage with society as a whole. Because by doing this, you align your inner world with your external world and that leads to a more authentic and fulfilling life for yourself as well as a sense of balance between your emotional, physical and spiritual wellness your body, mind and soul, which overall is good for your mental health. Tip two is to identify a purpose. Do you feel that you have sense of purpose? How does your sense of purpose reflect on your values, beliefs and behaviours? And if you're someone who doesn't have a sense of purpose yet, then start by creating one. Simply start by looking backwards to your childhood, first of all. The time when you were still free to believe in anything you wanted before adulthood kind of blocked all of that. What did you love doing then? Because by revisiting these things, you can reignite an old passion again and find a new purpose. You could also slow down your mind and allow it to relax enough so that your own inner voice can be heard. So sometimes it's just everyday noise or, or the everyday noise around us that stops us from really tuning into what we're trying to say to ourselves. You can practice things like Tai Chi, yoga, taking a daily walk in nature and meditation, these types of practices can really help slow your mind down and allow your inner voice to come through. And have a think about what makes you special. What are your strengths, your skills, your talents, your wisdoms? Trust other people. What do others come to you for help for? What support do they ask you for? What guidance do they ask you for? What we tend to be good at is often linked to what we love, but it's easy to forget that in the noise of life. So reconnect with it by trusting the reasons other people come to you. And think about what do you most look forward to in your daily life? What makes you smile the most? What leaves you feeling mentally refreshed and energised? Whatever these are, do more of them. And if you can manifest them in more ways in your life, then do that. That can only ever be a positive thing. And be realistic, sometimes we put our own blockers up between us and our passions and our purpose. One common blocker is money, not being able to afford to do what we think is going to make us happy. So think of it from this way, if money was limitless, what would you be doing? Forget about being rich, because rich doesn't make people happy. But what would you do? What would you like to do, no matter how far-fetched it might sound? And can you bring any elements of this into your daily life now? This point here leads on to the next tip, tip number three, which is develop self-acceptance. And it's not an easy one to do. Learn to accept yourself for who you are, not who you wish you were. You are unique. Be confident in who you are and the choices you make in life. No one else can do you. No one else can be you. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. So maybe try these eight ways to develop some self-acceptance for yourself. Number one, be kind to yourself. Be compassionate. Talk to yourself well. Talk to yourself with kindness. Number two, confront your fears. Don't hide away from them. Number three, try and stay positive. Surround yourself with positive things like positive quotes, positive affirmations, positive music. So when you are struggling, you can turn to those positive moments to lift you. 
A big one is learn to accept imperfection. Perfectionism destroys us all. And the mad thing is, in this world, there is no such thing as perfect because there is no one way to do anything. And so learning to accept your imperfection, and that's what makes you as perfect as you possibly can be. A tough one for a lot of people, and it was a tough one for me for a very long time, is don't take things too personally. Don't make assumptions that you know what is going on in someone else's head or the meaning behind what they say and what they do. Most of the time, people aren't thinking about anyone else. And so they're never really meaning to hurt you or upset you. And so it's learning to accept that and acknowledge that and stop internalizing these things. Forgiveness is important and it can be incredibly difficult to do. But by forgiving somebody, you're removing the control that they have over your life and over how your life is developing. It can take time to forgive and it doesn't have to happen quickly, but forgiving can help you heal. Start learning to believe in yourself. Reflect, focus on the things that you've done well. Gather the evidence to show how brilliant you are, how well you have done in this life, all your successes to date. Evidence will make you believe that you can continue on that successful path. And ultimately, don't give up no matter what. Keep going, keep fighting, keep striving, keep hoping for another day. All of those things, if you follow those eight core elements, that will lead to more self-acceptance. So give it a go. Now, my tip four for you is to develop gratitude. Being grateful for what you have in life brings you joy and brings you peace and a sense of calm and clarity and inner strength. So much research has now been done to demonstrate how brilliant gratitude is for our mental health. And the following elements are ways that it's been proven to actually help with mental health and, and benefit your mental health in general. So expressing gratitude can improve your mood because people who regularly express gratitude for the positive things in their life are shown to be happier overall, leading to lower rates of stress and depression. Showing gratitude can make you more optimistic about things in life. And studies have shown that those who express gratitude regularly appear to have more positive outlook on life. When you share gratitude, you can improve your social bonds. So people who have reported to feeling more loved and more connected to others in their lives is when they are somebody who is routinely practicing gratitude or those who have gratitude practiced around them. And practicing gratitude can improve your overall physical wellness. People who actively express gratitude tend to be more engaged in activities to take care of their physical health, like eating well and exercising. This leads to higher energy levels, better sleep and a stronger immune system or the ability to fight off illness or infection. So practicing gratitude is good for both our emotional wellness and our physical wellness as well. So it's definitely worth giving a go. And if you're not sure how to do it, here's two ways you can start practicing gratitude straight away. Start your day by writing down one thing that went well the previous day and then state why it went well. Writing it down is important because that records what happened and you can always refer back to that when you need to. And it also allows you to reflect on your own actions, which is really, really important for personal growth. When you find yourself feeling upset or frustrated through the day-to-day -day life, you need to stop and reset your thinking, mainly because if you stay in that frustrated thinking process, it can escalate into worse negative thinking processes. So you need to reset. So come up with something positive about the situation or think about something else entirely that you are thankful for. It's stop 
the frustration and think about how that event or that day has actually been beneficial to you in another way. What is the learning outcome from the tougher times? And the final tip I want to share with you today is to live in the moment because it teaches you to appreciate life and all its everyday pleasures and curiosities. Living mindfully incorporates five core things, presence, awareness, appreciation, reflection, and action. It is about taking moments throughout the day to be fully present with our environment and everything within it. It's about being aware of our individual impact and acknowledging the ripples of each step we take in this world. Other than meditation, mindfulness, and on the array of apps that you can now get access to, you can try doing some of these things as well. So number one, yawn and stretch for 10 seconds every hour. A fake yawn triggers a real yawn and yawning itself interrupts your thought processes and feelings, naturally forcing you to the present. So if you stop throughout the day and start by fake yawning, you will naturally be creating a break from your mind, which then allows you to have a bit of peace and tranquility. And you can then follow this one up by paying attention to where tightness might be in your body. And when you identify that space, just stretch it out for about 20 seconds. One of my other favorite activities is to focus on the word stop. Stop stands for stand up and breathe. Feel your connection to the earth. Tune into your body, lower your gaze, scan your body and notice physical sensations or emotions. Observe, lift your eyes and take in your surroundings. Observe something in your environment that is pleasant and that you're grateful for because it's a nice thing to look at. And possibility, ask yourself what is possible or what is new or what is a forward step for you. Now, I hope you found that those tips are useful and please let me know how you get along with them. And as I said, feel free to go to my website and find some of the activities that you can do there as well. The key thing I want you to take away from today's episode is that your spiritual wellness is really, really crucial for your optimal mental health. It's part of the wellness and well-being trilogy of mind, body and soul after all. At its core, your spiritual wellness requires you to not only develop your core values and beliefs, but to understand them and manifest them into your everyday life. And that's because your values and your beliefs are what make you who you are. They navigate you through life. They help you live your authentic self. And if you can do that and you can manifest that those values and beliefs into your life, you can then live a life without shame or without guilt. And never be scared to be you. You're unique, you're fabulous, you're wonderful. Ultimately, believe in yourself because you're pretty cool. In our next episode, I'm going to be introducing you to the other wellness element that makes up the internal dimension, your intellectual wellness. So I hope you can come and join me then. In the meantime, if you're interested in getting in touch with me, you can email me directly at kim.rutherford at daltonwise.co.uk or via any of my social media platforms, you can usually find me listed as 8wise Kim with the number 8, not the word 8. If you want to read more about 8wise Ways, then you can grab a copy of my book, 8wise Ways to a Healthier, Happier Mind, on my website, 8wise.co.uk, or via Amazon or many of the major book retailers. You can also check out many of the useful blogs that I've got on my website too. 
Now, I would also recommend that if you're not doing it already, listen to some of the excellent shows that Wellbeing Radio has to offer. There is a wealth of knowledge, skills and experience within the Wellbeing Radio family, shared throughout all of the shows with all of the brilliant hosts. And you can access them either via the Wellbeing Radio website or download the app. And they all link to brilliant ways to live the eight wise ways for better mental health and well-being. So please do go and check them out. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Eight Wise Ways. Thanks for listening. And I'll be back for episode five, where we will be diving into intellectual wellness in a lot more detail. So I really hope you can join me then. Until then, take care of yourself and enjoy your new journey living the eight wise way. So bye for now and see you next time. Wellbeing Radio, conversations for positive change. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.